Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Change Church at Home. Um, I'm excited. We're in this series right now called Contagious. And I thought on this Father's Day, where we're celebrating the heroes, the men, those that lead their homes, those that lead their children, and, and maybe you don't have children, but I want to talk to you even to the men who you're a father figure in someone's life. You might be a, a spiritual leader, a guide to somebody. God has set you up to be an influence and an example. And today we honor you. We honor you dads. We honor you fathers. We honor you leaders, the men who are setting the stage and setting the example. And so today change tips our hat to you and says, happy Father's Day. I hope that you're enjoying your family and maybe you're in the city, or maybe you're somewhere where you're away from your family. Hey, welcome to an online community. We want to be your extended family today to just celebrate you and let you know how grateful we are for your influence. It's a choice to make sure that your life is setting an example making sure that your life is replicating, making sure that you are pouring in and being influential. So thanks for making that choice. Thanks for making that step to pour into somebody's life, to be uh, someone who is a strength and a foundation. We are so grateful for your choice to lead. And right now in our society, in our culture, in our nation, we're in need of some father figures. We're in need of some great examples. We're in need of some men who have their act together, who know where they're headed, who have vision, not just earthly vision, but God vision, God strategy, God heart, someone who is broken for the things that God's heart is broken for. So that's what we celebrate today. Those of you men who are setting the stage, who are making that choice, say, God, use me. If you can use anything, use me. And you might feel inadequate, can I tell you, God has designed you for this moment. So happy Father's Day. And thanks for joining us on this super, super special day. We're in the middle of a series, Contagious. We've been talking about racial reconciliation, talking about the next generation. Um, how do we approach this topic? How do we, uh, on, on an ongoing way, walk and walk together through this? Because ultimately, God is calling us to be one. As he is one with God the Father, he wants us to be one with him. And so we're on this journey. What does it look like to be a contagious church? Someone who spreads Jesus, who not only attends church, not only you know, attends a, an organization, but is the replication of the one we're serving. And that's what our goal is. That's what our heart is. That's what we're after. That's our pursuit is to be like the one that we're following. And so being contagious, we've been looking at that. How do we be contagious in having the Holy Spirit in us? Because He is the secret sauce. He's the power. And on Pentecost Sunday, we talked about that, the outpouring of the Spirit on all mankind. And everything happened in our city with uh, George Floyd and our nation uh, has taken notice with the, the racial, you know, the, the division that's happened, the hatred, the anger. And so we are, as a church, responding in a way to say, 
how do we look internal? How do we look at ourselves, investigate our hearts, investigate our minds and say, God, show us how can we be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem? We don't just want to open our mouth just to open it. We want to open it to release his prophecy over our nation. And so we've been diving in. How do we do this as a church? And the more I've been praying about today's message and, and just being with you and, and welcome to my living room. Uh, we've been having conversations on this couch, just conversations about life and doing it together and really processing what's happened, but also what can take place if we together unify and come together under the power of Jesus. And so today, as I was praying through God, what do you want to say to your church? What do you want to say to us? Uh, how do you want us to really go forward in this? I mean, how can, we, how can we move forward into your plan, your prosperous plan for us? Not just go into our season, but go into it effectively. He laid this word on my heart. He laid the word residue. Residue. I know. It's not a word you usually use in a good context, right? It's like, what's this residue everywhere? Sometimes it's looking at as like a mess. But God really just put this word in my heart. He, and, and the more he spoke residue, residue, what's the residue you're leaving? What's, what's the thing that you're leaving when you leave the room? What's the thing that you place on something when you leave? And I was putting it through the context of everything that we're going through right now, uh, the conversations we're having and you know, the continuation of what we've been talking about. And, and looking at it, you have to understand every conversation you have, every action you perform, every prayer you pray, every time we gather and come together, we are leaving a residue. You're leaving a residue on someone's heart. You're leaving a residue on someone's mind. You're leaving a residue that, that leaves something, an impression on somebody. And it's huge. Because when Jesus came, he left all kinds of residue. Every person that he came in contact with, he left them with something. And I don't think we understand the power of what we leave behind when we leave the room. I don't know if we truly understand the powerful moments that we create when we have conversation, when we are with one another, when we leave the building of the church to become the church in our city, in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces. Uh, when you understand the concept that, hey, Jesus, he left an impression everywhere he went. He, he left a residue on people's lives that they were changed from that moment on. You understand that, that what was passed on to us wasn't just to come together and meet as a church, but it was to inspire, encourage, be with each other, rub each other, have uh, that iron sharpens iron, you know, the, the, the sharpening of one another to become better and better. But when you understand what Jesus did and how he affected people and that he passed that ability onto us, that authority to bring heaven to earth, to bring heaven's reality into this reality, you understand the effectiveness of your presence, of your words, of your actions. And as I was praying through this, God was just really challenging me. And I want to challenge you today uh, with what he's placed in my heart and re re what, he's, what I've been just navigating with him is what residue are you leaving? What, what effect are you having on people, whether good or bad, 
but whether you know negative or you think is neutral, you have to understand that something is being pushed in either direction. And as a contagious church, we have to understand we're affecting our world, either in a good way where people leave us saying, wow, Jesus is amazing because I see it alive in their life, or that just felt like anybody else. You know, it's just a neutral conversation. It was a good person. And we really have to investigate ourselves and say, how are we plugged in? How are we replicating? How are we contagious and effective with what God has ordained, destined for us? And so I'm going to look at a, a couple scriptures today um, that kind of point to how to be that effective church, how to be that effective individual. You know, it's one thing we're, we're educating ourselves right now um, with everything, with the racial reconciliation. You know, it, it's, it's one thing to educate yourself. It's another thing to move education to empathy. And if you just stay at education, you're just a, a wealth of knowledge. But if you move to empathy, that passion, that drive can force things to change. It can rewrite history for someone's life. It might not rewrite the history of a whole city, of a whole nation, but it can rewrite history for an individual, someone you come in contact with. And that's what Jesus did, and that's what he's calling us to do. To move from, yes, we're going to get educated. Yes, we're going to watch documentaries and read books and, and make sure that we're filling our minds with what is actually because we don't want to live in a false reality of just our experience. If you only live in through the filter of your experience, you're going to miss out on the reality of someone else's experience. You're going to miss out on the whole gift of empathy. But when that education and that, that knowledge comes into a place of saying, God, help me to be broken for what I know. And that's what we're going to talk to you today. It's just, hey, we, we know the word of God. We know what he's speaking to us. How do we move into that space of empathy, brokenness, passion, where we are a contagious church that is broken and passionate for the things of God? We look in Acts chapter 1, verse 9. In Acts chapter 1, verse 9, when Jesus was with the disciples, this is his last moment on earth. And he's telling them that, you know, he's given them the authority to do what he has done, but even greater things. And now he's gone up to heaven. So can you just place yourself in that space on the hill, looking up in the clouds? Jesus is elevated into heaven and now he's disappearing into the clouds. I mean, what a moment. I kind of wish I was there, but they're looking in the clouds. Can you imagine the disciples like, all right, that, that's, that's crazy. And, and then we pick up in the scripture where they're still staring into space. <laughs> Acts chapter 1 verse 9 says, After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes. The cloud hid him from their sight. So verse 10 says, They were looking intently into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood before them. Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. What a moment as they're staring. Jesus is going up to heaven and he's disappearing now. And now the, the command that he gave now becomes their agenda. But they're staring, looking and seeing what is going to happen. I think some of us can get caught up in the moment of waiting for God to come back waiting for things to 
change, waiting for the, the response, right, of, of God in the moment. And, and sometimes we can get so caught up in when is the end times? Uh, when is Jesus returning for his bride? And, and the angels stood there and said, hey, hey, you are not meant to look at the sky and wait for Jesus to return. You are meant to live like he's going to return tomorrow, like an urgency in your heart, an urgency in your spirit. Say, how can we affect our world? To not live that, that Jesus will come back someday, but to live in the urgency of the moment to say he will return and we want to be ready for when he comes. He's returning for his church. He's returning someday for his people. We don't know the time. Jesus hasn't made that clear all throughout scripture, never gives the time and date. In fact, when he's asked about it, Jesus is like, hey, the only one who actually knows this answer is my father. God the Father is the only one who sets the agenda and knows it. And so Jesus was super um, all on it with, with answering that question with, that is not to be our concern. We're not to be concerned with the time. We're to be concerned with what we're doing with the time. And that's looking at the residue of our life, looking at the impression that we're making, looking at how are we affecting um, when God speaks, when we're inspired, when we have those moments of creativity and passion, and, and we have those moments when we are broken and, and we're, we all of a sudden realize a reality that's going on that's not okay, and we're broken for it. What do we do with that moment, right? Do we wait on, on God to just move and, and do his thing, or do we understand the authority and power we walk in to leave residue, to change an individual? to change our family, to change the way we replicate God. And it's huge. The effective church is the church that's not only hearing the word, but the scripture says, you know, if you, if you hear the word and do nothing with it, it's like a foolish man, you know, who built his house on, on sand and, and it, the storm came through and it washed him away. But if you treat the word of God like something that you grab and place into your life to walk out, then you'll be a steady, sturdy foundation that your life will be upon. You can walk in that power. I wanna look at Luke chapter six, um, because this talks about the fruit out of our lives. So I wanna look at this scripture and ask ourselves the question, how do we become a people who's leaving good residue, right? Uh, the definition of residue is just something that remains after a part is taken separated or, or uh, designated, right? After the completion of a process. What we have to understand is every conversation we have, every time we even gather together uh, in small groups or in, in places of meeting, every time we do something, it's a process that's completed. And after we leave that space, something is left, whether good or bad. Um, so we have to look and say, how do we leave good fruit? How do we leave good residue? How do we make a good impression? So really asking ourselves, how do we leave good fruit? How do we leave good residue? Because we know we're going to leave an impression with our life. In Luke chapter 6, verse 43, it says, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. Come on, somebody say that with me. Say, own fruit. You're going to be known by your fruit. Not the fruit of your family, not the fruit of your church that you attend, not the, not the fruit of your organization or what you've done with your job. You're going to be known for your fruit. 
You're owned for it. You're going to be recognized by that. We have to understand this is an individual thing. And that's why today I'm calling you to look in, to look inside, to say, what do I have in me? What am I, what am I, what am I putting out that, that, you know, that, that the world sees as my fruit? So he continues on and he says, each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good out of the things, out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. It talks about storing up. That's what I ask you today. That's what God asked me. What am I storing up? It so matters what you store inside. It so matters what you allow in, what you allow to you know, in, invade the spaces of your heart, the spaces of your mind. It so matters how, how much you scroll and intake and bring those things inside to make an impression on you. Because what we have to understand is everything you allow in leaves a residue on you. Every conversation you allow to penetrate your heart and mind is, is leaving a residue on you that will in turn leave a residue on others. And so we have to look at what are we storing up? My daughter, Ane, is seven years old. And uh, my brother-in-law, Jeff, had all these old baseball cards and all these uh, old cards that he had collected when he was a kid. And so he was like, I'm going to give them to the kids, let them go through them and pick which ones they like and all this stuff. So they're all picking the cards, Zion and Bronson and Anae, they're all picking the cards out. And Anae has this stack where she's stacking them up and then she has a stack of no-goes, like the ones she does not want. And my father-in-law asked, he was like, Anae, why are you picking those and not the other ones? Why, why are those the ones that you want and those are the ones you don't want? And she said, Poppy, have you seen the back of these cards? It shows you how many times they've lost. And all of these players are big losers. And I don't want them in my collection. And it was so funny because she was understanding, I don't want anything that's going to make me lose a part of my collection. What if you had this filter in your life of looking at everything that comes in and saying, is this going to affect me in a good way? Is this going to make me someone who is full of the things of the kingdom? Is this book? Is this movie? Is this music? Is this conversation? Is this something that I'm involved in? Is it going to leave a good impression on me? Am I storing up winners? Am I storing up things that will make me better? Am I, am I filling my heart with the things of Jesus? Am I, am I having that space where I let him invade my life, where I let him fill me up, where I am a good tree bearing good fruit, where my residue is something that everybody takes notice of and saying that I can recognize that. I can recognize Jesus in his life. I can recognize Jesus in her heart. Man, she is one that, that proclaims the power of God through her life. That's a contagious Christian. That's someone who not only hears the word, but is bearing good fruit. And you're, you're known by your own fruit. And you might say, Pastor Elijah, it's just that little thing. It's just that one movie or that one show, that one, you know, that, that, uh, that thing that I, I just, I just love it. I just can't get rid of it. Can I tell you that one thought will become something. So what we have to realize and what we have to investigate is that every thought we have becomes a feeling. And that feeling becomes an idea. And that idea 
becomes an action. And so you have to take captive the thoughts. The Bible says, take thoughts captive, make them obedient to Christ. Don't just flippantly go through life and just allow everything in because every thought drives your actions. Every thought becomes something of residue, of impression. And so we have to look at our lives and say, what is coming in? And today, wherever you're watching from, you need to ask yourself that question. What am I allowing in? What am I allowing into my heart? What am I allowing into my mind? And what is the filter through which I'm allowing those things in? Am I reading the word of God to let that, let those things of the world filter through a purification so that I understand what's going on, but it's through the purity of the truth of the word of God. It's through something that I know is steadfast and foundational, but it starts with us understanding who we're connected to. We tried to boost the internet in our house. And so we tried these Wi-Fi extenders. I don't know if you've ever had Wi-Fi extenders and maybe they work for you, but in our experience, um, they didn't work too good. And we tried to place them around the house. But what Wi-Fi extenders are, and I'm just learning this through the whole process, there's Wi-Fi extenders and there's Wi-Fi points. Okay, let's have a little educational time here. So the Wi-Fi extenders actually make a new network. So you have your main network and then the extender creates another network that you'll get to whenever you get away from the main router. And so when you get connected to that network, you're on that network. And the difference in the points is the point actually extends the same network. It, it takes the same router's information and now it extends it to a different place in the house. So now that one network is throughout. And, and God just showed me this picture of what if we knew God's heart so much that no matter what, where we are in the world, no matter where God sends us, no matter where we find ourselves in our season, that we are replicating the exact same network, that we're not creating our own version of it. We're not creating a, a far off, you know, thought or a, a wonder of what we, you know, experience, but we're going off of the true network of God. I believe that God is calling his church to a depth of knowing him, to be a contagious agent that comes out of the wellspring of knowledge and intimacy with him, a relationship with him that's so deep that, that out of the overflow of the heart, out of the overflow of that heart connection with our heavenly father comes the love, comes the passion, comes the empathy, comes the, the, the feelings that we care deeply that we leave an impression on those around us. You know, I think about it like this with um, everywhere you go, you leave an impression, you leave a mark. And so every conversation you have with somebody, you leave a little mark. That's your mark on someone's life. That's the way that you acted. It's the way you treated them. It's the way you responded. And sometimes we go through life not thinking too much about the marks we're putting on people's lives. And we have this conversation, we got a little angry or we got a little mad or it made us feel a certain way. And so we acted like that or we responded like that or she shouldn't have said it like that. So we, we get angry and, and then we go spread it to someone else and say, can you believe what, what this happened and this happened and, and all of this stuff? And we start leaving residue everywhere we go. And all of a sudden people are marked by our actions, by our words, by the way that we represented Christ. And, and God showed me this picture that what if his church was speaking the same language? What if his church was loving in the same way? 
What if we as a people were unified under the same love, the same passion, the same drive, that everywhere we go, we respond in love and we leave new residue. We leave a new picture. We leave something that marks people for the good to drive them in the right direction towards the Heavenly Father. What if today we looked inside and said, God, help us. And we prayed a simple prayer. God, show us how to become more like you. God, show us how to replicate you. That everywhere we go, we mark people with a purity. That we mark people with a love. That they rethink, wow, I didn't know Christians were like that. I, I didn't know that Jesus' love felt like that. I didn't know that generosity felt like that. I didn't know that selflessness looked like that. What if your life was a redefining moment for those around you? And, and on this day where we celebrate fathers, we celebrate father figures, and, and you might be that someone in someone's life, that, that person that people look up to, or they look to for strength, they look to for guidance. And today, to look inside and say, God, help us to bear good fruit. Help us to be a good tree, that when we, we go out into our world, that when we go into our jobs, when we go into our families, when we wake up every day, we wake up with purpose, we wake up with passion, we wake up with focus to know that we are here for a reason, and that everywhere we go, we are making a difference in someone's life. You're making a difference when you show up to pray. You're making a difference when you show up to read God's word and get that filter in you. You're making a difference when you have that conversation with somebody and it feels a little bit out of your control, but you give it to the Holy Spirit. Say, God, lead me in this. You, 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 when you respond in love, you leave a residue that leaves God's imprint on someone's heart and someone's life. And that's being a contagious church. That's being a well-defined church. And so today I wanna pray that God would help us as a church. And I don't know where you're watching from. You might be uh, in Philadelphia, you might be around the, the globe, you might be traveling wherever you are. I want us to pray together that God would help lead us in a way to show Him and replicate Him well. That in this, this season where we're looking at how do we be a contagious church? How do we replicate the love of the Father to show our city how to unify, to not not throw things out the window as uh, that, that wasn't that big of a deal, but to really look at it, ponder on it, love on it and say, how can we as a church respond to it? How can we as a church move forward in a power that is greater than the power that in the, is in this world? The Christ in us, nothing is impossible. And then we can truly say, if God is for us, then who can be against us? So I wanna pray with us today. Wherever you are, would you bow your heads and, and close your eyes with me? I, I want to pray this prayer, that, and I want uh, if you would join me in this prayer to just make a, a solemn moment to say, God, would you investigate my heart? Would you show me how can I better represent you? And, and even looking at what is the fruit that I'm producing? I mean, ask yourself that in your family, in your job, in your school, um, in, in your circle, and what God has put you in your sphere of influence. What fruit are you bearing? Let's pray. Um, God, I just thank you for this moment that we have together here online. Those that are watching, God, I pray that you would just help us understand and know what is inside of us, God, but investigate us right now in this moment. God, I just pray for my heart, in my mind, that you would search it. Like David said, God, search me, know my ways, know my thoughts, know my intentions. 
And God, help me to align myself with who you are. That, that just like when you were on earth, Jesus, you made an imprint on everybody's life. You went to where no one else would go. You spoke to the situations that no one else would speak to. You were bold in your love. You were bold in your passion. You were bold because you loved deeply and unconditionally. And God, right now, we just pray that prayer for our hearts and lives. You would break us for what breaks you. You would make us be bold in our love, be bold in the way that we replicate who you are, bold in our prayers, bold in the way that we invade uh, this earth with your love, God. We just thank you for the opportunity to be together, the opportunity to grow closer. And God, I just pray for all of those that, that feel isolated or alone today. God, that you would bring them into a family that, that would show that they can become planted in a good space to produce good fruit. God, we know that it, it totally matters our environment that we're in. And so God, today I just pray for those that are searching for a family, those that might've just stumbled upon this uh, stream and this video. God, I pray that today you would uh, put an urgency in their heart to plant themselves, to get involved, to, to get inside of a family that cares deeply, that we can grow each other, that we can help each other become better at being representing you. We love you, Jesus, so much. And I just thank you for who you are in our lives. We pray all of this in your mighty, powerful name. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.